Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Integratus. This is episode two. I repeat, episode two. Uh, I'm laughing because on episode one, if you hadn't, if you haven't heard it, I give a pretty gnarly stat about podcast. And yeah, I, I'm not at episode three yet, so I haven't made it in the top 21%. Uh, however, I'm getting close. So just for some context, if you have a podcast and you've made it past three episodes, you're in the top 21%. And if you have a podcast and you're past 21 episodes, you're in the top 1% of all podcasts. That really blew me away. Uh, So I'm at episode two. Yay. Give me a little clap, little cheers wherever you are. uh, And give yourself a little cheers as well. Thanks for coming on the journey. I really appreciate it anyone that listens to this, and I hope you get some value out of it. Anyway, I'm your host if you're just coming to Integratus for the first time. My name is Jonathan Franz, and uh, I want to share all things growth and healing and um, keep this space as an opportunity to enliven your life, um, embrace your fears, the things that you're freaking terrified of, uh, and, and know that you want to do in life and then also really start to like cultivate the gifts that are going to get you there. That's the journey that I'm on and that's the journey that I really want to share um, for myself. So definitely for myself because I can feel this is a therapeutic experience and and also for whoever tunes in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also hope, hope you're nourishing yourself too. You know, it's Sunday uh, recording this episode and Sunday's a really beautiful day. It's a slow day. Um, I quoted Richard Rudd, who's a mentor and a teacher for me in my life currently. And he talks about Sunday consciousness. You know, like when Sunday consciousness feels different. Like if you wake up early on a Sunday, everything's quiet. Like even the birds are quiet. Something about Sundays are really magnificent. And I believe Sunday is a day of rest. And it's important to restore your energy and do things that are important to you on all days. But something about a Sunday just feels a little bit special. So uh, I'm doing this. This is important to me and it's a Sunday. So hey, maybe it's a Sunday for you too. Ah, okay, cool. So today I want to share a story with you. I was at a gathering last weekend and I had a really profound conversation with a man. And as I was having the conversation, I was thinking, man, this is, 
This is like a lot of men are going through this. In fact, a lot of relationships are enduring this. And I thought, man, I want to share this on the podcast. So here I am. I hope I give this some justice and you're listening with grace on the other end and with openness as well. So maybe you can get some answers for yourself and you can feel into what could be here for you in your relationship. And if you're not in a relationship, what could be here for you as a man or a woman? Okay, Uh, so I've been fasting and I've been doing fasts for, I've been fasting for a, a long time. I don't know, maybe for the last five years I've done fasts off and on. And currently I'm exploring two day fast, one day fast, three day fast in lead up to a solo retreat that I've organized for myself in the Blue Mountains in July. And I'm trying to work out whether or not I I want to do that retreat fasted with just water, maybe some black coffee, or I, I actually want to eat maybe once a day. I'm just looking at my energy level. So this is relevant to the story and this incredible man who I had a conversation with and also relationships. So just hold on there. I haven't lost you yet, but I just want to set the scene with I've been fasting. So I uh, walk into this gathering and there's just been a beautiful meal prepared, uh, uh, like a Sri Lankan curry and uh, lots of cool little appetizers and dips and chicken skewers. And I mean, the whole gamut of beautiful, nourishing food with great people. And I'm in the middle of a fast. So I... uh, and whenever I come into things like this and I am fasted, I mean, it is tough because although I am here, I, I am like with this company, I, I can't actually embrace a big part of the love that, or, or at least the conversation that's happening because of the food. And I just do my best efforts to to be there. And sometimes I get judgment and sometimes I get enormous amount of curiosity with like what I'm doing and, and why I'm doing it. Most of the time I actually get curiosity, um, which is awesome. It says I'm hanging around with the right people. If you're getting a lot of judgment in your life with the people around you, you really want to ask yourself, are they the right people for you? And they, they may be not. So and you have the opportunity to change it, but anyway, uh, I digress. So I'm fasting, and this man comes up to me, and he's like, "Man, I've never done a fast before. I would really like to try one one day." And and I was like, "Yeah, great!" Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm already fasting till about twelve o'clock," and you know, telling me a little bit about how he's been feeling because of that, and. You know, I'm just there encouraging encouraging him to do an extra couple of hours or even a day. And he's he's getting a lot of hype and, and energy about it. And But I could feel like still quite a bit of clench around him wanting to do the fast. And I, what I mean by clench is it's like, you know, when you really want to try something because you want to change yourself. But the reason that you want to change is equally positive and it's also got a hint of like negativity or pain associated to it. And pretty much all change has this dance. 
And I could feel like when he was saying, I really want to do a fast. And I asked him why. And he's like, because I want to strengthen my mind. I want to have that fortitude and that ability to say no. And I don't think we need a whole bunch of food to survive, which is all true. But I could feel like this grip, this like energetic grip of like, my mind's not where I want it to be. What do I got to do to strengthen my mind? Let me undertake a challenge, something that I know is difficult. So when I complete it, I can say that I've developed a stronger mind. And like a lot of men, including myself, are operating from this um, energetic foundation of like, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not enough. I don't feel capable and 100% worthy. So what can I do to to get evidence that I am worthy? Or I am enough. I know I'm digging deep on the rabbit hole right now, um, but I do this for a living and I'm with people all the time and I can see so many different things, but it's all about energy. It's all about the energetic tone behind the words, never about the words, always about the energy behind the words. So we leave that conversation. I have a couple other conversations with a few different people and then we've a few different people leave and I find myself sitting next to him on the couch. We start talking about fasting again and he was saying that I'm, I'm really, and I just start asking questions, man. I'm just a curious dude asking questions because I'm interested in people. I'm interested in how people live their lives. Um, and I want to help and serve people. Like I just, I don't know, it's innate within me. I love it. So, and plus I don't really like shallow kind of superficial conversations. I kind of like want to go all the way or I, I just don't want to go at all. So he started by saying, I'm, oh no, yeah, we were just talking about lifestyle and, and I asked him, you know, what time do you go to bed? He said, I go to bed about 12 o'clock, 12.30, 1 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty late. And 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 he's like, yeah, I struggle sleeping. And I'm like, what do you do before bed? And he's like, oh, I do a lot of work. I'm like, what kind of work? You know, are you doing, is this like, um, like is this a creative project? Is this like work outside of work or is this actual work? And he's like, no, nah, it's actual work. And I'm like, well, like answering like emails or He's like, yeah, answering emails and yeah, just doing tasks and got to meet deadlines and so forth and so forth. And it turns out he's a lawyer. And what I know about lawyers is that they have like demanding jobs and the expectation to work around the clock is 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 exactly that. It's it's an expectation. And without clear uh, boundaries and practices um it can just completely wash over one's life um and there there isn't a lot of time for other things so and he was in that space um and i asked him like you know do you have to do you have to work like do you have to actually work at that time and he said no not really and and i said well why do you do it and he says it just there's always something to do and the reality is, is is that there's always something to do so where do we draw the line where do we make that choice in our lives to say actually no this is 
not work time. This is rest time. Uh, this is relationship time. This is creative time. That This is uh, me time. Like whatever it is, like, you know, you want, you want some clear boundaries around your work and those demands. So I asked a few more questions. Uh, <laughs> you know, like what time do you have dinner? It has dinner around about eight o'clock. I said, do, do you have dinner with your partner? And he says, no, like typically she has uh, dinner at the office. She's also a lawyer and the the office provides dinner, which is, again, if you're in one of these big organizations and you're going into the city and you've got an office, office that, that, that company is, is going to be putting on food, uh, whether it be breakfast, lunch and dinner. I mean, sometimes meals are just catered around the clock. Again, there's this kind of incentive to stay back, to stay at work, to like build the family at work, which I like, yes, all, all great things. And one must be discerning about uh, how they navigate that as well. And again, without clear practices and without clear boundaries, it all just washes into one. And weeks go by, years go by, decades go by, and it's like, what the heck? So he doesn't have dinner with his partner and uh, she also gets home late. And when she gets home, they have a little bit of a conversation and then they both get back into work. And, you know, going to bed at 12, 12 o'clock, 12.30, waking up at 8 a.m., it's like you're very stimulated before bed and our minds are just like already on so much. And if we're turning on our minds, especially with something like work um, before bed, it's going to be really hard to sleep. Like, And you're also bringing in all the pressures that work is associated with. So there's anxiety. So there's overwhelm. So there's replying. So there's like you're never actually off, right? Um and I was like, man, like, when do you connect with your partner? And he's like, oh, we kind of don't. And he's like, oh, we work a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm like, do you want to, do you want to connect with your partner? I said, do you, do you ever eat dinner together? He says, no, we hardly eat dinner together. And I was like, well, would you want to eat dinner together? He's like, yeah, I would. And I said, like, do you know, do you cook? Like, does someone cook? And he says, no, we don't like, we don't cook that much. And, and I just thought, like, I'm thinking to myself, man, like relationships, they actually require work. They require time. They require commitment. Um, and to actually create the space to consciously create the space and the type of relationship that you want in your life is so important. So I said, I said, and this is a bit of a confronting question, but I said, cause I'm trying to work out like, I'm like, is this worth it? Like is, I wonder maybe the relationships is kind of like on the rocks and you know, like you both pe- people are checked out and, and yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, like doing work is better than being in this relationship right now. And it's kind of easier. But I said, I said, you know, hey man, is, is your relationship worth it? Like, is it actually something that you want to create more time together and bond together? He goes, absolutely. And I was like, all right, well, 
would you be open to changing? And he's like, yeah, I would. And, um, and I said, man, like, you know, why don't you cook a meal? You know, surprise her one night or even just call her up and say, you know, 4 p.m. or something, call her up and say, honey, like, don't, don't eat dinner at the office tonight. Like, I want to, I want to cook. I want to make tonight special. Come home a little bit early if you can, but that's okay if you can't. But yeah, make sure you don't eat and you cook this beautiful meal and you light a candle and um, you're like, you get excited about your woman coming in the door or your man coming in the door, whatever it is. Like you just, you just get excited and you do something special and you have a beautiful meal and you have a conversation and you make a point to not be on your phones and then... You know, after the meal's done, like I can guarantee if you've really connected and if you've actually created that sacred space and you're present with each other, you ain't want to do freaking work after that. You know, like it, the opportunities are endless. Like give her a massage or create a, a really intimate, beautiful space and like work can wait. Like your relationship's really important. That's the thing that's important. I mean, work's going to be there tomorrow. So is your relationship. (laughs) But, you know, like all the things are going to be there tomorrow. You can do them tomorrow. So, man, and this dude was over the moon, over the moon about doing this for his partner. And I'm like, this is so cool. I can see the light in his eyes. You know, I can see the the freshness like of, of wanting his relationship to work and have some energy behind it and all this beautiful stuff. So look, and and the, the few points that I want to make around this is, you know, I've shared this story and, and maybe you can resonate with this in your life, in your relationship, in your past relationships, why they didn't work. Um, and you can take a look at, at like, what are the real priorities in your life and how you can create sacred space in your relationship. If you're a man out there and you're listening, I want to say that like your woman needs to feel you. So if she's just had a full day of work and typically she comes home, she's already eaten at the office, there's a brief conversation, then she gets back into the office and then back into work and then that just happens over and over and over again. Like, where is your presence as a man? Where's your masculine grounding presence? Like she needs to surrender. She actually needs to like be able to let go, to come out of her mind and into her heart. And so do you as a man. So <laughs> this masculine energy that we have inside of us can be quite grounding for the feminine. So this man needed to ground his woman. She needed to feel his presence like he's there. Like when she opens the door, the, like it's just sorted. Her, his presence, he's like grounded and rooted in his masculine. He's ready to serve her. He's ready to love her. And um, man, it's like one, once you cultivate that energy in your life, I mean, it just happens, you know, like whatever. It doesn't matter if you have dinner or not or anything. It doesn't matter what you do. Like the dinner conversation was just an analogy. It's just that lived experience for that man that I was talking about. It's, it doesn't matter what you do. Don't get caught up on the dinner, people. 
Don't get caught up on that. Got to cook dinner for my partner. It's not not about that. It's about be that grounding masculine energy for my woman so she can surrender in her life. AKA, you also need to surrender and you need to cultivate these practices for yourself too as a man. You need that space. You need that time. And you also need to slow down as well. So I hope this has helped. Wherever you are in your life, wherever you're at in your relationship, I hope this has brought some new energy for you and your partner. And um, yeah, if you're a woman out there, how can you how can you also soften to help your man like lead in in a really authentic way how can you soften a little bit more to drop the guard um to maybe drop the control and just to allow him to serve you in your life uh lots of love episode two it's a wrap if you've got something out of this episode i love to hear from all of you please email me uh, johnofranz at gmail.com last name is f-r-a-n-z-e jono j-o-n-o johnofranz at gmail.com please send me up an email uh it's there's nothing more that I really enjoy than hearing from you and uh, what you're going through. So please share. Uh, until next time, embody into gratis, uh, love deeply in your relationship, and smile. Smile and allow the light in your life. Peace. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.